This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Happy to go to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline for our next guest. He's a former front office exec with the Seahawks and the Saints, Dolphins, Chargers. He now does all kinds of stuff that uh, you need to pay attention to. Working with The Athletic, the Football GM Podcast with Mike Sando. He's our buddy Randy Mueller. Randy, good to have you back. Hey, Randy. Hey, thanks, guys. Happy New Year to you. Happy and to New you. Year. Thank you very much. Uh, Browns have dealt with an awful lot this year, and here they go into a first-round playoff series. Randy, what are your overall thoughts about what they've accomplished in the regular season, despite all the injuries? Well, it is definitely a testament to what Andrew Berry has built, and I think uh, Kevin Stefanski has maintained throughout the season. I, it, it's it's easy to say, yeah, they've come through a lot, and, and this has happened, but it's not the norm to come out on the other end to still – have a chance to get where you want to get to. And I think Cleveland does. I mean, obviously the, the Flacco spark kind of changes the way their offense is viewed. Um, hey, this went from a team who was struggling to now find an identity with Joe Flacco that they struggled to find really most of the season. So um, I'm happy for them. I think it's been a long grind. And you guys know as good as anybody what the landscape is in Cleveland when the Browns are, are, are rolling. So I'm anxious to see them. And I think they've got a game or two that – are winnable as well, so it's it's going to be fun to watch. Randy, how hard is this day in the NFL? I mean, I know there are, uh, there are a ton of cities excited about going to the playoffs, but we're sitting here listening to this coach is getting fired and this guy's getting fired. I just I can't imagine sitting in the seat that you sat in for all those years for different teams, and today is just not a good day, I don't think. Well, it's not. I've been that guy. I've been yeah. fired on Black Monday, so I get it. I would only parallel it with my experiences. I knew it was coming. I knew what was going on. These guys that are in these seats have gathered enough intel where they can see the handwriting on the wall. I remember when I left the Dolphins, my stuff was already packed when Bill Parcells came in to talk to me, and the, and the conversation was less than five minutes long. Wow. And less than, 30 min, less than 30 minutes later, I was out of the building. So most of these guys kind of see it coming. They're smart. They're, they get it. Um, it's not a reflection of, of them as humans or them really as their job. It's just a matter of they didn't win enough games in that one season. So it's a tough one. Um, I always say it's harder on the families than it is on the particular person, but that kind of comes to the territory as well. Randy Mueller joining us. Randy, working with The Athletic, the Football GM podcast with Mike Sando. You have a better perspective and a better vision on this than than we do, Randy. Randy. I I can't help but think about what this Browns team could be if they had even half of the injured guys back. Uh, Let me move it forward. And and even though we have playoffs to come, I I can't help but move it forward. How well positioned is this team for next season and beyond with this roster and and what they have in place? Well, I think the potential is there to build. That's for sure. Just with the addition of the guys they get back on injured. Now, obviously they don't have a ton of cap room available next year. At least I don't think they do. 
but they're going to get a whole bunch of players back that they didn't have this year. So that's like uh, adding players to the mix. That's always a good thing. I definitely think it's a positive going forward. They have some tough calls to make, but I think that the trend is definitely going in the right direction, that this is a team, and nobody's really ran away with this division. I know there's a lot of people on the Baltimore bandwagon, and rightly so, but this is a division that would allow them a path, if they can settle on the quarterback spot, a path forward in to be a playoff contender every year. Uh, Randy, just I mean, your thoughts on, you know, it's been so – it's been so long since the Browns have been in this position. Like we yesterday was completely bizarre having a game at the end of the year where you could sit your starters and not really have to worry about what the score was against the Bengals. What what's important for a franchise to know as they go into the playoffs and uh, you know this week in particular getting ready for a road game? Well, I would say this: there's always been an intensity level that varies depending where you are during the season. We see preseason games kind of become glorified practices. We mm-hmm. see the regular season kick up in intensity. We see some games at the end of the season even kick up again, but there's nothing like playoff football, man. We saw a little bit of that last night, and I thought the announcers did a great job in pointing that out, Collinsworth and Tirico, that it was a playoff atmosphere. Yeah, um, We saw it with a couple other games yesterday, and that the playoff atmosphere, the playoff intensity is even different than the regular season. These guys are giving everything they have on every play. And I think that really is what makes it fun. It's big boy football, and that's exciting to see. I think my always my wish was always that fans could have an opportunity to stand on the sidelines during a big game or a playoff game, and they would have a total different view of what these guys go through and what they put their bodies in harm's way to do. And so I, I look forward to playoff football as much as anything because the intensity is, is so great. Randy Mueller joining us. Randy, the Houston Texans are a really interesting young team, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, a big jump from last year when they were, what, 3-13-1. They, they weren't very good. If you're the Browns and you're going against a team that you really handled easily on Christmas Eve but without C.J. Stroud, what do you think heading in just a couple of weeks later? Well, I think you can flush that game. I think C.J. Stroud makes that much difference. Um, they obviously are a different team when he's playing. I think a, a couple things. One, Cleveland knows what they need to do. They have enough veterans around there. They understand that what's at stake. I think on the other side, though, the Texans, they don't know what they don't know. And sometimes that can be dangerous. There's really no fear by these younger guys because they don't know. They're just, they only know one thing, and that's go out there and play. So I think sometimes the pressure is on the more veteran team. I think the Browns will have – a little more pressure than the Texans just because of that. But it doesn't mean that at the end of the game, when the fourth quarter comes around, that they kind of know what to expect and make more plays. The margins are small in these games, and it's only one or two plays that determine the outcome. So you either make it with with uh, no regard for, for what your downside is, or you think it through and methodically make these plays as you planned on your whole career. So the, the ball could bounce either way. How good should Browns fans feel about Joe Flacco going into this week, knowing he had a week off and what he was able to do in the month of December? Well, I think you got to feel great about it. I mean, he made an offense that was gosh, struggling and, and missing a couple cylinders to, you know, leading the league passing yards per game the last five, the five games he played. So I think they ought to feel great about it. I think it's it's a couple things. It's it's Flacco's experience, but it's also the match that Kevin Stefanski knows what Joe's skill set is and puts him in the right spot and gives them the right plays. 
to to exceed anybody's expectations, and he really has jumped on it. He, it, it this is a, a good setup for everybody involved, and I think once their identity got established, which took about two weeks, uh, they've been able to build on it. So I think Browns fans should be really excited. Randy, how is Joe Flacco sitting around looking for a job as long as he was in a season where quarterbacks were dropping like crazy? Well, I think it's an indicator of where the Jets were, to be honest with you. That was his last employer. Yeah. And as we know, that offense there for a couple of years, and really this year too, has been a dumpster fire. And I think when he played, you couldn't see his skill set. You couldn't see any success, like every other quarterback that's played there the last two or three years. It's been that bad on offense. So that's why I just think you don't get to evaluate people in their best light based on the system they're in. And the Jets system was, was really a bad fit for Flacco. And I think they had him there because of the veteran leadership. Uh, and, and that couldn't, it, it couldn't carry the day because the offense was so bad. Um, last week, Browns defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz was asked about, you know, maybe becoming a head coach again. And he said, you know, he basically said you can't close the door on anything. And I think we all expect that. How much of a viable candidate do you think he would be to some of these teams that are looking, that are out there? It's funny, like I was reading CBS Sports. They were saying that he's like the number two guy uh, out there that would be someone who was a head coach before that might be a good idea to be a head coach again. Or is it this trend of let's bring in young guys to be the head coach? What, what do you, how viable is he? Out in the open, because I don't want to lose him. I think he's been fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think he's very viable. I think it just takes one team, right? And everybody's right. criteria is a little different. I think he could be seen as the top candidate in some situations. He could be seen as the fifth candidate in others. So this depends on the, the criteria that these ownership groups and, and the people that are involved with them build as to what they're looking for. I think he'd be a great coach somewhere. And I'll be honest with you, I've been that guy. I've, I've had a couple GM jobs. I was best the second time, best mm. the next chance I got. And I think that's what Jim will be. He'll be better because of his experiences in Detroit and, and for, for kind of going and working in the dark for six or eight years. That's really what it is. Once you're either a GM or a head coach, you go back to kind of working in the dark. I think you can really hone your tasks and hone your skills, and I think Jim's done that. Randy, we played some Bill Belichick comments from his press conference early this morning. There's been speculation about Bill and New England, and clearly it hasn't gone well there since Tom Brady retired. What should happen there? Well, I'd love to see him uh, stay another five years there, but I don't know that that's real. I know their struggles are real, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They've swung and missed at quarterback several times in the last 10 years, or I guess since Tom left, it seems like 10 years because yeah. that's how long they've been struggling. But I don't know. I felt like his comments kind of, especially when he said I, I'm under contract was kind of like putting up a for sale sign to see if anybody wanted to kick the tires. You know, mm. um, I think that kind of told me that I'm here. If you want me, you need to go through the crafts uh, and, and see if we can work something out. I don't know. I, I, I want him to go out on his own terms because I think he's the greatest I've seen in my lifetime. Um, it's just kind of a sad state where they're at right now. I hate to see this kind of a season blemish and it won't blemish his long-term, you know, uh, effect on what he's done for the league, but I'd like to see him go somewhere else. I think it'd rejuvenate him. And I think it'd be a great get for a team who is kind of ready built or a team that I thought, I thought if he becomes available and if it's known, one of these teams might make a change at their head coaching spot to get him a team that's kind of ready to roll. If you're Robert Kraft, do you think the best thing for your organization is to move on? 
Or do you think it's to help him be better and help you know, the personnel situation get better? I think their team is not talented, and it's going to take some time to rebuild it. I just don't know if build the GM can, you know, make that happen. So you can ask him to uh, remove one of his hats, but I don't know if that's fair to anybody as well. I know Bill had some comments about that, whatever is best for the organization he'd be willing to do. I don't know. I think the Kraft family probably wants to set itself up for the next five to 10 years. And that may indeed not be the timetable that fits best for Bill. So we'll see. I think these things find a way to work themselves out. I do think the one in New England is going to take a little time though. Randy, as a Northwest guy, are you a Washington Husky tonight? I am, big time. I've watched them every week and, and grown up uh, around the area, so I'm rooting for him. I think uh, Kalen DeBoer has done an awesome job, and I think he someday will have a chance to you know, be on the sidelines of an NFL franchise if he sure wants to because they've got talent. He runs an offense that NFL teams would love to have, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game a lot. Where does Penix go in the draft? Is he a big-time NFL prospect? I think he has done everything asked of him. And as a six-year guy, most NFL teams would kind of frown at that. But this guy's used that to really solidify his stock, to work on his craft. I think he's definitely a first-round pick. And if he plays well tonight, he could be a top 10 or top 12 pick. That's how, how NFL teams view him right now. Randy, always great to talk to you, and especially great to talk to you today on a big day of activity in the NFL. Thank Thanks, you, Randy. Love talking to you. Thanks, guys. Randy Mueller from The Athletic, the Football GM podcast with Mike Sando, and he joined us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I'm Jeff Phelps. My buddy's Andy Baskin. Jake Murren's taking your phone calls, 216-474-0092. And Dan Menigan, of course, is, you know, like Huba in training. For us. That's true. Yeah. He is, yeah. He's doing a great job. I think job. I'm offended by that. You should be. You agree with what Randy said? Sometimes the young guys don't know what they don't know and not much pressure on them. I do. I think that's true. Yeah, but I there's a wild card in this thing. It's Joe Flacco. He's got nothing to lose either. Like, I what's Joe Flacco have to lose? He's already reestablished his value in the league. Yeah. Regardless of what happens on Saturday, he's gonna he's gonna get signed by somebody next year. Anything better than sitting on the couch to start the season next year is advancement, yeah. right? If that's if he wants to keep playing. Yeah. I love the the just his he's in a spot in his career though where he you know, like he's playing for his kids, man. I love that. I love that story, you know, for a guy to be able to say, Hey, this isn't what dad used to do and his kids are old enough to understand what's going on right now. And I, I just I don't know. I, I just I enjoy this story. I love the way it's going. I love the way I think it's going to go. So let's keep our fingers crossed that he can continue to be as successful as he has been and that we can all just erase the memories of any interception he might throw during any game because it didn't come back to hurt you. And the fact that he used to play for the Baltimore Ravens. I, that doesn't bother me at all. Like, that doesn't come into my mindset at all. It doesn't bother me that he played for the Ravens, but that's just how I'll always think of him, even though he's become a legend in Cleveland already. And I, I don't think that's going away. I think the guy's legendary in town. I think that's happening. I, I mentioned, Andy, something happened in the late night game last night. Yeah. That I thought, ugh. And, and I say that knowing that I'm wrong about this. Okay? Okay. I know I'm wrong. You had two good offenses going at it last night, Buffalo and Miami. And you had two defenses doing a really nice job. You know, it, it was a tight game. It was 14-7. to seven. And 
you know, the offenses are out there and they're going hard at it. And then the defenses are doing a great job. And then early fourth quarter, Miami punts. Um, Deontay Hardy fields a punt at the four-yard line for Buffalo. Well, you're not supposed to field a punt at the four-yard line. And a Dolphin guy runs into another Dolphin guy. They knock each other down. One guy got hurt. They kind of opened up a lane, and boom. After three quarters of offenses and defenses slugging it out like crazy, one special teams play changed the entire tone of the game. I know I'm wrong. Okay, I know. Okay. Oh, so you're I, saying you're wrong? Right I'm out teeing here. you up because okay. you're Mr. Special Teams and tight end and, and long snapper. Right. I know I'm wrong. I hate the fact. It shows how vital it is. I hate the fact that one special teams play has more significance than three quarters, basically, of great offense and, or, or of fighting offense and, and really good defense. But boy, that one special teams play where two Dolphins ran into each other on the coverage, opens up a lane, and boom, there goes a guy. And it, it drives me nuts. I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, but it's it drives not just, me nuts. But it's not just football. It's every sport has that special teams aspect to it that makes it important. And I also think that when you look at special teams in the NFL, it's not really – I mean, it's it's important, yeah, but it's not – it might be more important in other sports. Like what? Are you talking about other sports? You said special teams in other sports. Right? Yeah, oh, well, obviously hockey is power play penalty kill. When you look at basketball, oh. um, shooting free throws would be a, a specialty, right? It's not a really oh, part of Oh, but it's a, it's more part of a game because it happens all game. I mean, think think about the number of special teams plays in a game and especially the way the NFL is trying to regulate special teams out of it with with kickoffs. Yeah, no, you know. I understand that, but I also think it's it's I don't know, it's part of the game to me. I, I I'm I'm always fascinated. Well, it is. And that's why I, I know I, and I'm, I think I it's know what, I'm it's wrong. what makes it great. I, I mean, know it, I'm wrong. It gives you hope. If your team is down. Andy, I was pulling for the Bills last night. I, I like the Buffalo Bills. I think they have an interesting team. You know I'm a Josh Allen fan. And and I was pulling for the Bills. Should we tell them about the text we got last night, Dan? Keep going. I'm pulling for the Bills. And when they got the 95-yard punt return, I thought, and I'm not kidding, I thought, oh, that shouldn't be how this game gets tied up. And I wanted them to win. I think and, it's, and what, I know it's, I'm wrong. it's what makes the game great. I know. I'm sorry. I love special teams. Well, I know, I just I know I'm wrong. You you always have a chance. You can always do what I call Brown's math in your head. If you're down 14 or you're down 13, and you're like, oh, extra points. Should they go for two? Da, 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 da. You I'm start glad doing... it kept Josh Cribbs in the league forever. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It also gives Josh love you more guys the opportunity to play. I love, love, love watching these guys that have been studs through high school, studs in college. Now all of a sudden – they're playing in the NFL, and their way to survive after being the top dog at every other level is because of special teams. Because they've got to work their way back up. I ran for 30,000 yards in high school. Watch me make this tackle on this punt. And now I'm the gunner. I've got my own lane. <laughs> they don't even tell me I have to stay in my own lane because I'm so fast. I know I'm wrong on it. and I, it, I love it, special it, teams. Well, all it does, Andy, is it shows the importance of good special teams where if you can come up with something that pops one good play a game, you can change the course of a game. And, and we saw that last night. Yeah. Even though it drove me nuts. I love it. Jim's in Strongsville. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Hey, Matt. 
Listen, I, I totally disagree with Randy Mueller. I think that's a nice thing you come on a radio show and say, but look at history, whether it's the NBA or the NFL, the inexperienced team, regardless if they don't know what they don't know, typically 90% of the time lose. That's yeah. just the way it is. I think it's nice to say, and, you know, I love all the bouquets. I love C.J. Stroud, but, again, this is not a game that the Browns could win. This is a game the Browns should win. I mean, let's face it, if they would have, the Browns could have scored 100 points on them. Amari Cooper could have had 1,000 yards. So, unless C.J. Stroud is going to start playing defense, I don't really, you know, this is definitely a game that they should win. I'm not taking anything off of it. I'm not trying to, but, but you know what? We've waited our turn. It's our turn. Let's get this thing done. I'm not, you know, I, I will be devastated if they lose Saturday. I mean, I, more devastated. Honest to God, it'll probably take me back to Red Right 88. I will be devastated. That You're already writing the headline for the loss. Stop. Stop. Yeah, no, I'm not. I said, Dude, next thing you're going to say, it's the drive. It's a fumble. Don't do it. No, don't. What, don't. No, what did I say? I know, I man. Said, Let's not go down that road yet, though, Jim. You know we love I, you. Come on, man. I said I, I said they should win. I fully expect them to win. I said last week I fully expect them to win whoever they play in the first round. I mean, did, I feel that good about this team right now. So, yes, C.J. Stroud's great. Let's not kid ourselves. He had a great drive. Then we put up like 22 points against the Colts. Come on. I mean, let's let's wait before we give him a gold jacket. Can we do that, please? Okay. <laughs> Jim, that's a really valid point. Hey, by the way, Andy, go, go Rangers. Go. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rangers. Jim, thank you. He doesn't mean Texas, Andy. I know. Okay. Tom is this. Tom. Tom! Don't don't talk while you're on hold. Go ahead, Tom. Who cares what he does when he's What's on hold? Well, because I don't want to hit the dump button. Oh, okay. All right, Tom. Hello, Tom. Don't swear. Keep going. Hey, guys. Um, I just want to say that, you know, in my 15 years of life, I've seen, you know, this will be my second Browns playoff, well, third Browns playoff game. And I just want to say that this is the year the Browns are going to win it all. Super Bowl. Super Browns. Oh, you're so close. You're only uh, two and a half hours off. But, Tom, thank you. Now, that's a good resume. 15 years, man. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. 
That's great. He's had to wait 15 years for this. He's gone through a lot of pain and agony. That's true. <laughs> Remember the pandemic? Well, he got to go to the playoffs. Sounds like he was in the cafeteria for lunch. So, ah, I'm going to call Talking the radio to his buddies. Try to get through. I'm going to call these guys. On the payphone there? Is that what you think? Yeah, on the payphone. Yes. <laughs> right there in the middle. Payphones. What are those things? Hmm. You know, Superman's hmm. wardrobe. Superman used to get dressed in that. It's a very different world now. You I think? Remember, I remember my buddy Dave used to. It, it was weird at Woodridge because we had a payphone in the lobby. We had payphones all over the place. After practice, he would call his mom collect because, oddly enough, from Woodridge to call into Peninsula, even though Woodridge is in Peninsula, was a long-distance phone call. Oh, I believe that. And he'd call his mom collect, and she would say, no, I don't accept the charges. That meant time to go pick up Dave. Here's another one. This is a sweet one. A buddy of mine uh, used to pull this one off. In Chagrin Falls, all the prefixes were all the same. Yeah. And so what he would do is he would take his – was it a quarter or a dime or whatever you would have to do to make the phone call, and you'd put it in there, and as soon as he heard the phone pick up, he would say, one, two, three, four, and then he would hang up, and then the coin would come back because you weren't on the phone long enough. And then if he was talking to his parents, they knew what the number was, so they just called back the payphone. So they didn't have to spend any money on it. That's that's heavy right there. I mean, I mean that was before yeah. area code. and I right? hate having to dial the area code now, by the way, for a local call. Anthony's in Stowe. Anthony? That's what yeah, grinds I, my I, gears, Anthony. Are you serious? <laughs> Jeff, I don't know anybody's number anymore. Yeah, no know. one knows phone numbers anymore. You got to dial the yeah, area. Come on. Listen, man, I, I've been on cloud nine since the Italian stallion Joe Flacco has taken over at the helm here. I mean, you know, I, hey, you know, I'm a big, you know, I'm a big Watson guy, gentlemen. But and I've been saying Stefanski is going to be, be coach of the year. I said that back in week five, and people laughed at me. But I've been riding high. My, this is my only area of concern because I fully anticipate a Browns win um, on Saturday. My concern is if we have learned anything this year, it is not to take anything for granted, especially with the health of these guys. My concern is I don't want to go into this playoff with P.J. Walker as our primary backup to Joe Flacco. That's concerning to me. We have banged up wide receivers. Uh, What's the status of Elijah Moore? Does anybody know? Cedric Tillman got banged up yesterday. Elijah Moore played yesterday, so that should lean you in the right direction. Hey, listen, I get it. I know it's going right, but but that was awfully scary a couple weeks ago, right? Yes, it was. And are we are, – do you think this team is going to do anything going into this weekend or even beyond? Let's say we win. Are, are we content going in with the backup we have to Joe Flacco? I mean, guys, this is a wide open – with the exception of Baltimore, I, I'll, I got my guys beating anybody in this playoff. Baltimore is the only team that, that concerns me in the AFC right now. Even though we beat them once, they still concern me. I think we can hang with anybody in the NFL. I mean, we, we beat the Niners, we beat the Ravens, right? But, man, if, God forbid, we suffer another injury, I hope Barry knows what he's doing with, with the backups. You know, Baltimore picked up Dalvin Cook. I know we didn't need him right now. We got Ford, we got Kareem. But, man, I'm almost wondering if we should have went and grabbed them. What if something happens to our guys? That's the only thing I'm concerned about. going. And I know we've made it work all year, next man up. But I'm going to be real honest, guys. God forbid something happens to Flacco and P.J. Walker's our guy. Then, it, it, you know, it's Anthony, over. you know who you sound like? Who's that? Tell me. Me. <laughs> hey, 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 I'll take that as a compliment, Phelps. Uh, You're all right. All right, hey. Anthony. Thanks, buddy. All right, make sure you look both ways before you cross the street, too. He sounds like me. I am wondering the same thing. What if Flacco gets hurt? 
I, what, what if he gets hurt? It's Basket of Phelps right here on the fan. Unless the Browns come out ungodly flat against Houston. I don't care about what happened yesterday. How, how can you blame yesterday on being Because flat? people will. Because people will. We know that. You know that. Uh, I know. Right? People yeah, will. I had this conversation yesterday. The that's the thing. that's the only way. If they don't way... play right, you know, they should this is just like why well, you know we didn't play in the preseason. Now we can't tackle. Hey, Dan Campbell played his starters yesterday. And Sam Laporta might be out with a major knee injury. His rookie tight end standout. Mm. So you you know, you run the risk. It's football. This yep, is football. True. This is how we have to play. That's Dan Menigan, kids. NFL Rapid Fire is coming up at one o'clock. I, I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about this right now, Andy. Yeah. Washington, Michigan. As you said last week, the Big Ten Championship on display tonight for the national championship. That's right. Next year the Huskies join the Big Ten, which will be strange, but that's okay. Uh what what do you think? And can you get behind Jim Harbaugh? I mean, I do you want to get behind Jim Harbaugh? Just, wait, You're behind speech, Washington. What's the deal? The speech, it's either the speech at halftime or the speech before the game. Boys, you know, the NCAA tried to put me down. Big Ten tried to put me down. It's us against the world. Da, 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 da. That's going to happen. Huh? Oh, you know this is coming. And then it's, um, it's I just want to let you know, we're in this together for the next 60 minutes or whatever. And then I'm out. And then all of us. <laughs> We'll go in different directions, but I'll tell you this. We'll all be holding the same trophy because we're all going in different directions. That's beautiful. Boys, I'm going to the NFL next year. You need to be the first to know. So are we going to leave here as losers or are we going to leave here as winners? And then before they run out on the field, 17 of the kids enter the transfer portal. Can I transfer to Washington before the game? Their coach is going to be there. You, are you looking forward to the game? Yeah, I'm I actually watch the game. am. I don't. I, I I might be the only. I just. I don't. I, I'm so tired of the story. I like. I just. What story? College football. Like. I don't. I, I don't. I can't. Don't be mad at me, Ohio State fan. I don't hate Michigan. I just don't. I don't care. I, I don't hate Michigan. I just don't care. I'm tired of the story. I don't think they're what, a bad what team. What story? Uh, you know they're you, cheaters. You mentioned you're tired of the story. What cheaters? Story? Oh, okay, that story. I never, I, 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 I wanted this to be over, and I know Ohio State fans going to be all like, "Uh, if Michigan wins, we're never going to hear the end of it." I mean, we used to just kick them down the street, Ohio State. I'll say we. I don't care. I hosted enough of their shows. Somebody tried to call me out last week for saying we. Yeah, how about we? When I was a little kid, running around in my front yard with my buddies wearing my Ohio State jersey, and I, I can't liked be it. we. Trying to be Archie Griffin. Thanks, man. Um, how'd that work for you? <laughs> I got to work in Columbus. I hosted the coaches show there for a couple times. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I just met you as Archie. Oh, uh, no Heisman. I won like toilet paper rolls instead of Heisman nice. trophies. Yeah, Congratulations! It was, it was a very, very. I was the winner of the core. Thank you. That's great. Um, I, I don't. I'll, I'll be watching tonight's game. I don't know. There's a part of me that is watching. I, I, I kind of want Washington to win. Now that they're both in the Big Ten, don't really care. Uh, you know, Blake Corm. I don't, okay. I don't have a rooting interest, but I, I will I, like, enjoy I watching I'm not, the game. I'm not like sick into it at all. I'm not. I just we'll see what happens. I'll watch the game. Entertain me. That's what I say. I, I'll tell you. I've always kind of liked Jim Harbaugh. 
Now, he's the coach at Michigan. I don't have a hatred for Michigan, but I always kind of liked him. I thought he was an overachiever by having a long NFL career because he was you know, he was one of those guys who was good enough to get drafted and good enough to play, but not good enough to be you know, the, the stud quarterback, that franchise guy. But he lasted a long time. And I really like his brother, even though he coaches my least favorite team in pro sports. I think John Harbaugh is really good. So I'll be watching Jim tonight to see what he does. And I, to be honest, Andy, I kind of hope he stays at Michigan. But I, I think he's the, I, the type only of reason guy. I want him to stay at Michigan is so Ohio State can beat him yeah. while he's at Michigan. I so get Ohio that. State fans will stop. Yeah, I get that. Because if he leaves after this, I'll be like, whoa, well, you know, I, they're like the jokes, they just retread him on both sides. It's like, whatever. I, I just, I'm so disenchanted with college football right now. And you know, I love, I love college football. I love watching. I mean, like, I'm the one flipping over to watch Montana lose yesterday. Sat there with Jamal White. Jamal White didn't go to South Dakota State. He went to South Dakota. He wanted them to lose. We both were rooting for the Grizz, and they couldn't get their offense moving yesterday. Man, I was getting bummed about that. I love college football. I really do. But I got to tell you, between NIL and Transfer Portal and the things that made college really, football really great messy, to me. It's messy. Like, I like the fact that I could hang out to these guys for three or four years. I like the fact. I'm, it's not, I'm never going to stop rooting for guys from Cleveland that go play somewhere. Never. Ever. Like and I they love thank the you, thought. They thank you for that. Well, I mean, I just I love the thought of watching a kid. Like I can't wait to see what this Bo Jackson kid does from St. V's. Where where he's going to go? Where he's going to play next year? We have so so many talented kids in Northeast Ohio that fill all of these rosters across the you know across the nation. I love that part of the game, but I just I don't know, man. It just sucked the innocence out of it. NIL has sucked the innocence out of it. And it might have been mythical in a sense anyway. Wait, wait, you were Mr. Let's pay these guys. I do Shouldn't think they so. they deserve it? Yeah, but I just, like, with the transfer portal, the way it is now, it's like, I'd like to see them stay at least two years with a team. It's as bad as free agency in pro sports. Like, you you know, you like. It's Andy, it's worse. Yeah, it is worse. Because they can know. leave every, you know, they can leave every year for a little I'm while. I'm totally get off my lawn guy. I'll enjoy watching the game tonight. I'll have fun. Sure, our cousins, my cousins, my Michigan cousins are going to be all over. They've already been all over me. Today. Will your wife make chicken wings? Uh, no. Oh, well, then you're not going to enjoy it as much as you would otherwise. That, that's a good point. Thank, I'm glad you I'm glad you. Maybe you make a phone call. Said that, Maybe yeah. she'll do that for you. So my wife's side of the family, heavy. There's some heavy Michigan fans that are from Northeast. And every time we see each other, it's, you know, this and that. And then their kids are, like, the, over the top. Like, I, I never really, like. Never threw it in their face that Ohio State just dominated Michigan for all those years, right? Just dominated them. I'm not going to throw it in their face because once you start winning, you start wondering. You're like, I want Michigan to be better because it helps Ohio State at the end when Ohio State beats Michigan, and then they get looked at, you know, with a higher ranking. So, but with 12 teams going in this thing next year, I hope it. I, I hope that things level out with 12 teams going to the playoffs next year. Have you I hope about, it changes things. I well, hope it makes it better. I was just it's funny you brought that up just now because I was just going to ask you. Do you think that the changes that are on the way, and I love the idea of a 12 team playoff, but that changes a lot of things. You know, it, it changes the bowl system as we know it, which I think could use changed. But it it might change rivalries. You know, I mean, this might be the last year of great year of a rivalry between Ohio State and Michigan and anybody else. And then you have all these other Wait, why teams. do you say that? Well, because, hey, we lost to Ohio State, but we're still getting in. 
That doesn't change the game. What it does, the it, only it way the game is going to get changed is if they start playing three times a year. Well, the importance of the game often means who's going, has recently, who gets a chance to play for a national championship and who doesn't. Oh, it's it's totally made but, the. But that's going to go away, perhaps. You know, you get, you get, let's say Ohio State and Michigan have both lost one game going into their, their game. Yeah. If it were in the last week of the season, which it might not be moving forward. Right? Or both teams are undefeated. That makes it more fun. Or both undefeated, and the loser's not going to be in the national championship. So it's going to take something away if, okay, we're, we're still going to get in the tournament. And then having the Big Ten include all those teams from the Pac-12, it's just gonna, it's going to be weird. And I, I don't know that it's going to be bad or worse, or but it, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. Yeah, I agree I, I'm just curious yeah. as to how it's going to play out. I'm I might end up liking it a lot. I, I still I, I'm just I'm it, wondering. It's, it's one step closer to that super conference with relegation that I think yes, would be really cool. I think that'd be great too. I'm a little concerned about you know playing multiple playoff games for these college football teams for kids that know they're going to go pro. Yeah, that that to me is a real issue. Like I, I don't think they're going to play. I, I don't which, know. Which would they? Change, I don't know. I mean, how many again? of these guys are are um, anybody from Michigan or Washington not playing tonight? Yeah, but that's one game. They well, well it's, it's two, two. Yeah, it's yeah. two. So but it's not you know. I mean, we really haven't four. seen that so far in the in the current system of of having national champions this way. I just I it, playing having to play maybe four games, three games, right? Three, four. I, that might change a guy's attitude. Yeah. There are teams that are going to get buys. Yeah, in the new format. Yeah. So. But if, if you work your way up from, like, what, the 10 or 11 spot, you'd have to play four games, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting future for college football. I am looking forward to the expanded playoffs, though, going into next year. Because that way you get knocked out, you get knocked out. I don't like – but there are going to be people complaining about the 13th and 14th team that didn't make it in. Oh, who got, you know, worked over this year because they didn't get in. It's a lot different than, than four or five or six, though. Yeah. It, it will be a different feel to it. I'm just really curious as to how it's going to play out, what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like. And and I, the rivalry aspect of things, it might diminish some of those to some extent. I'm a little curious about I that. I think Doug LaMaurice is right on his whole theory of north versus south because it's going to become that. Or maybe north, south, east, west. I don't know. They, it, it, like, I, I actually think that the terms Big Ten and SEC might be getting in the way of progress moving forward on this thing. Mm-hmm. Dan, can you see that? I'm just curious your thoughts on that because I, I, I'm not saying that Big Ten's going away because there's so much money involved in this. SEC's not going away because there's so much money involved in this. How about an American conference and a national – oh, I'm sorry. That'd be pro football. Do you see what I'm saying? Like now the only roadblock to having just everybody be independent – and letting them go out and play a schedule and try to do what yeah. they need to do is the Big Ten or the SEC, right? You could either see it going that way or, and I can't remember because I'm doing this off the top of my head and I apologize, the Power Five still has automatic bids into this yeah. tournament, right? So mm-hmm. that's the only thing that would keep it alive is the fact that you have these Power Five automatic bids where you're going to have schools that are like, okay, my best path is going to be if I can take out my conference. And I could walk out with the best, you know, record in my conference. You know, like it's why it made me laugh at Florida State's right now, like you know, jostling. It's like, oh yeah, we want out, we want out. It's like, wait a minute, isn't the easiest way for you to win to just go through the ACC and have to beat Clemson? Like, come on now, that's going to be your path into the playoff. And yeah. if you make it in there, then 
all of a sudden, all your recruiting stuff and all your money woes and all of that seem to find their way onto the back burner. I, I would love to see some big money donor throw a ton of cash in a Mac school and let them get in as a 12 seed and then see what happens if they've got guys coming there on NIL. Turn it into a football power? Well, yes. Mac, there's, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of those P.J. Fleck teams that probably would have made some kind of headline when it came to what he was at Eastern Michigan. I mean, they're going to need mean, the money. Awesome. And I also think that you know it might create opportunity for some of these other schools if they can fundraise, like this is crazy, but you got to fundraise to get make that happen. Mm. You know, it used to be, oh well, you know, we serve the kids the best food, or look at our weight room, it's phenomenal, and look at our stadium, and look how many of our kids come to our games, and oh, we're on national TV, and blah 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 blah. blah. No, it's straight cash now, man. Nobody cares. Well, and we've seen and opportunity, Don't and, and that opportunity. Part of I agree with you. Do you want to be the fourth running back at Ohio State? Or do you want to be the number one running back? Be the man at, at Kent Buffalo State. or yeah. Kent, or you know what I'm saying? That's the best part of this. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the whole thing. Is that, that the that number might one quarterback good... recruits like the heck with this crowd of sitting behind uh, back at Georgia? I'm going to Nebraska. I want to play. Yeah, it's like, hell yeah. Andy, let's what, roll. what you just laid out was really interesting. If some backer decided I'm going to turn Ball State into a power and just started donating money and they're giving out million dollar NIL deals, you know. You Muncie, basically Muncie's can buy you can buy your own college year. football team now. Yeah, Muncie's great at this time of yeah. the year. NFL Rapid Fire next on Baskin and Phelps. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t